welcome. Prepare your heart as we dive into the Word of God. Our desire at Beloved Church in Lena, Illinois, is to lead you into a life-changing encounter with grace and truth. Jesus Christ has a divine destiny perfectly orchestrated for those who are willing to be adventurous enough to receive His favor and blessing into their life. Our prayer is that you will allow the presence of the comforting Spirit of God to radically display the Father's love for you. You are a part of God's beloved family, and that means you are greatly loved. Now over to our guest minister for today. Wow, that almost puts a tear in my heart. I want to meet that guy. <laughs> well, he calls me big brother. I call him. He knows this, my hero. Amen. No offense. Stood against the governor. Hallelujah. And one, how many can say hallelujah? So, if you don't like Pastor Steve, you're a moron. <laughs> Write that down. It's, I don't say that. I don't call anybody else my hero except for you, bro. I just admire you. So, this is a great church, of course. Turn to the Bible, the book of Romans, chapter 12. We've got a very important message for you. This church is about ready to explode in a good way. <clears throat> Amen. You don't have enough chairs in here. <clears throat> You're going to have to go to double services. I'm letting you know. But this sermon I want to give you is so important to prep you and prepare you for the harvest. Amen. Amen. You know, you can start farming, but you better have the barns before you buy the animals. Back in 2021, we had 300 baby pigs in a year. One of our mama pigs last year had 24 babies in one litter, and 20 survived. So uh, 2021, 300 baby pigs. Last year, we had 1,000 pigs. Turn your Bible, the book of Romans, chapter 12. But we've got to have bigger barns. Just like you need to have a bigger church here. Just let you know that. So get ready. Romans, chapter 12, uh, halfway through verse 3. Do not think of yourselves more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourselves with sober judgment, in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us is one body with many members, these members do not have all the same function. So in Christ, we through many form one body. Each member belongs to the others. And here's the key. We have different gifts. So I want you to take out your pen and paper, write down the word gifts. You are a gift. How many can say hallelujah? hallelujah? When you were born, it was not an accident. You're a gift. So I'm going to talk about what gift is yours and how to use it. First point is this. The foundation is this. Do not think of yourself more highly than you ought. But by the grace of God, we are who we are. And sometimes we start being used in a gift and we excel, which we should. If you're not careful, pride can enter in. We're not, you guys have amazing revelation. There's a lot of people that love Jesus with all their hearts, but they don't have your revelation. That's why they shut down during COVID. Like, we're going to die. Because they don't have the revelation of healing and authority. And, 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 and we understand that if you don't have it, then probably shouldn't have come to church, right? But they had the revelation here. So you're more advanced than the average Christian. How many know what I'm talking about? But that doesn't mean you're better than them, right? And if you look down at people, they don't want to listen to you. I can't hear you. I had a midget come to my meeting. He got mad at me. He said, I'm looking down at him. <laughs> Controversial. Anyway, so the point is, don't think of yourself more highly than you ought. If you do that, you will ruin your potential. We got to know who we are in Christ. Yes, but we're not better than people. Learn, write this down, to work with people that are different than you. How many married people here have a spouse? <laughs> How many married someone totally different than you? Like, what? In no. Anyway... <laughs> I'm glad we're not penguins. Are you my wife or my sister? <laughs> they all look the same, especially if you're from Pittsburgh. Penguins. Can't win a hockey game unless you have goals. The point I'm trying to make is this. We've got to learn to appreciate each other. Um, 
my wife, for example, she borrowed my rental car. It's from Hertz. Hurts a lot. And um, she didn't put the seat back. She's five foot tall. I almost broke my knees. Ooh. She looked at me with that cute little grin that she had. She says, appreciate the differences. So I forgot to put the toilet seat down one time. She fell in. She said, appreciate the, I said, appreciate the differences. <laughs> she doesn't think that's funny. She's not here. Don't tape this and send it to her. Mitch. Okay. The, we're different than people. Amen. And so don't look down at other people. If they love Jesus, they might not have the same theology yet. We don't look down at them because if you do, they'll never listen to you. I was, heard the story. This guy was in a subway, not New York City, the, the Carroll, Iowa subway uh, restaurant. And I had a Honduras shirt on. Two ladies said, Honduras, have you heard of Impact Ministries? Nope. He said, I'm Catholic, and we go down once a year to Honduras. We work with the Catholic orphanage, but they don't want us to come anymore, and we really want to go back to Honduras. So she said, why don't you call Tom Stammen? She said, give me a call, and got together. said, I'd like to come check your place out, and they're Catholic. She said, why don't you come down on a Saturday, Sunday, Monday? We want to go to Mass Sunday morning, and then we'll check out your church afterwards. So they came down, gave the tour, uh, went to Mass Sunday morning, came to our church afterwards, and one of the guys said, I like your church better than the other one. It was boring. <laughs> Raising male pigs is boring. Anyway, um, and so they loved it, and the, they decided they're not going to build two houses a year on our property and rescue families that are living in MS-13, the slums, and, and starving and hungry and have no hope in life. <clears throat> so, yeah, they have a different theology, but they still love Jesus, maybe a little bit different way than we do, right? doesn't mean we don't, we don't have to change our theology to get along with him. We just love Jesus, they love Jesus, and learn to work together. How many can say amen? amen. How many here are different than the person next to you? Amen. amen. It's okay to be different. Amen. Hallelujah. So, don't think of yourself better than other people. And that's point number one. Point number two is this. But, but have sober judgment. That means this. Don't Think of yourself better than people, but don't think of yourself worse either. And many Christians have a horrible understanding of who they are in Christ. In the world, they call it self-esteem, and in the kingdom, we call it identity in Christ. If you don't know who you are in Christ, you can't succeed. Well, I'm just a nothing. I'm just a nobody. I'm just a sinner saved by grace. You might have been that, but how many here are part of the chosen generation? How many here are a royal priesthood? If you don't know that, you won't achieve very much. We have Christ in you, the hope of glory. La esperanza de la gloria. Christ is in you. Therefore, you can do great things for God. How many can say hallelujah? hallelujah. How many have been around negative, negative people? Baptizing lemon juice. And they cut you down. If I can go a week without being criticized, it's a vacation. It's one, you know what I mean. You really know what I mean. You can criticize more than me. Good to meet you. And uh, one thing after another, people say to me all the time, they don't like the way you do it. They don't like the way you do it. I say, well, I don't like the way you don't do it. And the minute you can do it better than me, I'll listen to you. Until then, callate la boca. Anyways, back to the point. So people criticize, and what it does it? It pulls you down, and it destroys you. You've got, write this down, destiny. Say destiny. Yo tengo un destino. Tú tienes un destino. You've got destiny to accomplish great things. So I love being around... Pastor Steve, he can take some heat. How many can say hallelujah? hallelujah? He can take some pain. How many can say hallelujah? hallelujah? He knows who he is in Christ, just like you do. Amen and amen. amen. There's a guy named Scott Ledoux. Have you ever heard of him back 20, 30 years ago? Scott Ledoux, never heard of him. Have you heard of him? What was he famous for? 
He fought, yeah, before you were born. He fought for the heavyweight championship of the world. He fought Kenny Norton for the heavyweight championship. He's from Minnesota. Came to the gym I was working, working in. I was 24 years old. He came in. He's in his 50s. I said, are you Scott Ledoux? Yes, I am. I said, you don't look that tough. <laughs> what an idiot. He goes, bam, and punched me in the shoulder. Wham. How do you think I felt afterwards? How do you think I felt afterwards? I didn't feel nothing for a week. <laughs> but how do you think I felt on the inside? No, on the inside. No, in the inside. Guys, help me out. Yes. Yes, you and I are twins. I'm, I'm an older twin, quite older. But anyways, I'm inspired because I got hit by the same hand that hit Kenny Norton, and I was standing. Well, more like this. <laughs> Amen. But identity in Christ. Don't let people destroy you. Can't hear you. Amen. Some of you had a mom and dad, and they just couldn't keep their big mouth shut. Negative and critical. How a parent can cut down their own child, I don't get it. But it might have happened to you. So you can't go by those words. You're in Christ. You're a new person. And you will learn that. If you're new to this church, you will learn that in this church. Right? It doesn't matter about your past. It matters about the I am <laughs> and the I will be. Okay, right? So it's important to not think yourself better than people, but don't cut yourself down either than other people. Because you're a child of God. How many can say amen? How many parents here have children? Well, that's a parent. And how many here love your kids? How many don't vote for the other team to win? Take my kid out at the knees. <laughs> No, God's the same way. He wants you to win. How many are in it to win it? That's why it's hard being a Viking fan. I know. Lost to the ants last year in the playoff. The GI ants from New York. Okay, somebody didn't get that one. It's okay. Amen. Pastor has me once a year. That way he looks better. Hey! Anyways. But God has a great destiny for you. Amen. We're going to talk about gifts. You can do more than you're doing right now. You can be better. How many can say amen? amen? If you don't think so, get married and your wife will help you get better. How many men are married to the second Holy Spirit? If you're not hearing from God, she will for you. Amen? My wife, should, she's a doctor. She should have been an acupuncturist. She's always poking me. She's always kind of late sometimes, too. She's kind of pokey, acupuncturist. Anyway, so the point I'm trying to make is this. You're better than where you're at. How many can say amen? You're needed. So write this down. If you can fog a mirror, you can be a volunteer. It doesn't build anybody else up. But the point is, so I got to pray for one of my heroes. Stand up, you two. And don't you have a little boy in that little thing? And he's like, um, stretch forth your hands. Um, and three to five people come stand by him. One of the most difficult things to do in life is to raise a child that's a little bit behind on some things. And you guys are my heroes. The, de the divorce rate for people with a child that's more in need is 96%. The fact you still love each other and going to have another baby. This is exciting how many can say amen. <laughs> but that child, that child will be my most beloved child ever. That child's going to achieve things that nobody could even imagine. Wow, look at that. Because you love them, you care for them, you pour into them in Jesus' name, and it didn't stop you from having more kids. Amen. You're real heroes too. So thank you, Father, for this hard work. Some of you need to volunteer once a week. Give her a little bit of a break, especially having a baby. I mean, when my wife had a baby, we had three people, her three of her relatives came and stayed with us for like a month. Hallelujah. 
So we thank you, Father, for that. Let them be strong in the Lord. Let them speak over their kids and be great parents in Jesus' name. Let the kids be educated at the Christian school and be mighty in the land. Give them energy and the finances to pay for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. And she get a better paying job. <laughs> Maybe two jobs to pay for all them kids. Okay. Let's give them a hand. Give this great couple a hand. Amen. And there, there may be a couple late. When did your baby do? Okay. There may be a lady or two saying, like, maybe I should go over and help her out for a while. Anybody here feel led? No volunteers. Okay, darn. <laughs> well, the sermon isn't over yet. We still got time. Okay. And um, I asked a, a person to go on a mission trip with me, and they said they didn't feel led. So I gave him a pencil. Okay. Anyways, keep going here. But rather than think of your, somebody just got that, sober judgment, in accordance with the faith. Everybody say faith. faith. Say faith. faith. I had a person once say to me, are you one of them faith preachers? I said, I tried the doubting sermons, didn't get a lot out of it. <laughs> Everybody say faith. faith. How many want to have crazy faith? Yeah. Woo! How many want to do things that are supernatural? Yeah. I was driving through a town called Jefferson, Wisconsin. You ever heard of it? You heard of it? I was driving through Jefferson, and I saw a starship. And I thought, we could build a city. Because we built this city. <laughs> by faith. Say by faith. by faith. We had three buildings on the property. Now we just finished our 82nd building. And now we're getting ready to build a supermarket. How many can say hallelujah? hallelujah. Ah, yeah. By faith. Say by faith. by faith. God has a destiny for you. But it's going to take some faith. Amen. How many here have had God start kind of poking you a little bit? Believe more. If you can believe it, God can achieve it. How many can say hallelujah? hallelujah? So our goal is to have the number one farm in Honduras. That's our goal. You can't win a soccer game unless you have what? Goals. Okay. Uh, anyway. And so we're excited about that. That's our goal. And so last year our chickens produced 1.3 million eggs, which is exciting. So exciting that... The biggest egg company in the country came to our place to shut us down. They said, your eggs taste too good, and they're too cheap, and you're ruining the market. What would you do? I said, well, let me pray about that. We're not going to shut down. And someone said it. We're going to build a bigger barn just to spite them. I mean, just to help more people. And I told... I told my engineer, if they ever come back again, tell them I'll build a big barn right across the street from their factory, and I'll give away the eggs for free. <laughs> Don't mess with the child of God. Amen. I learned that from this guy right here. Amen. Not afraid of nothing. Amen. How many want to have a pastor like that say amen? amen. Well, you got one. <laughs> amen. Right? And so, uh, what do you believe for? Take out your pen and paper. Write down one to five things you're believing for. Some might be super crazy. Some might be, oh, yeah, okay, that makes sense. So we're believing that we can raise up Olympic athletes in Honduras. Has never won an Olympic medal. Can you imagine if somebody from our place wins an Olympic medal, the whole world would find out where they're from. Amen? Babe Ruth was an orphan. So that's our goal. The problem is everybody plays soccer. Everybody plays soccer. My wife plays soccer. She gets a kick out of it. And every place, so we're doing, we're picking sports that nobody plays so there's less competition. Huh? 
I know it's smart. I told my wife, I have an idea. She said, did it hurt? Anyway, so we're, we're putting in badminton courts. I'm going to buy some javelins. Make sure they don't throw it at each other. But anyway, and we're going to do sports that nobody puts because we want to raise up athletes. What if it doesn't happen? What if it does? If you aim for nothing, you're probably going to hit it. Just yesterday, I got a text from a, a college in, called Morningside College, and Steve is a football coach. They won the national title, Division three, three out of four years. He said, we're coming to your place next March. Amen. See, God wants to do some big things, but it requires what? Faith. Everybody say faith. faith. What are you believing for in Jesus' name? Write this down. 2023 is the year of momentum. This is the year things are starting to pop for the kingdom. How many can say hallelujah? It's not the year to cut back and worry about the recession. What's going to happen? There's more money than's ever existed ever. <laughs> they keep printing it. There's not a lack of money. Don't worry about that. They'll just print more. Okay, right? right? So what I'm trying to encourage you is this. By faith. Say by faith. by faith. What are you believing for in Jesus' name? Amen? I'm going to pray for the guy in the peach shirt, kind of going like this. You. Or, yeah, whatever color that is. Want to stand over here? Is that your daughter next year or what? <laughs> Stand by your man. It could be sung. How about you? Do you know this guy? You get to know him now. Stand by him now. Everybody stretch forth your hands. Let's pray for him. Here you go. Amen. He's pretty analytical. He's studying me right now. I appreciate that. I pray God for him to do big things for the kingdom. Things that people, people say like, what do you want to do? Uh, aren't you kind of too old for that? Or you, know, you don't have the skill for that? God, I pray that you do supernatural things in his life. God, he's got some good leadership skills. He's going to be a good coach, too, and he has sports. He loves to have kids succeed. He wants to pour into the next generation. I pray he'll want to do that. The God retirement won't be sitting around watching TV or fishing. It'll be building the kingdom in Jesus' name. You're not here just because you need to go to church on Sunday morning. You're here to learn, grow, and take what you know and go in Jesus' name to the nations. Amen. See, on airplanes, Delta will take your money. I hope you don't get the variant. I pray, God, you anoint him and appoint him. That there's more fire in his heart than there's been in 20, 30 years. In Jesus' name, amen. What do you think about that one? Is that good? Yeah. How many are glad you live in, you get to go to church in Lena? Woo! Okay, that's 90%. All right, awesome. Next key is this. It says, we all have different gifts. Say different gifts. So you've got a different gift. We'll talk about that in a minute. What, your, what is your gift? But it's different than the person next to you. And that's okay. It's okay to be different. Amen. So we don't look down at people, but we don't think we're better than people either. And yet, we don't let people think that people are better than us. You have gifts. The question is not, do you have a gift? The question is, are you using your gift? So I believe this church is going to go to the next level. I believe you're going to have multiple locations. There'll be multiple opportunities to grow and be used of God. I believe that. And I believe that God wants to recruit more people to get involved. Amen. You can do more. Uh, one of our partners in Texas, you ever been to Dallas? Yeah. And uh, was giving away free food last July, and African-American girl came up, gave her some free food. She notices she's being shadowed by a guy. So she steps in between them discreetly. Hi, how are you? Do you need help? Yes. Let's go. Grabs her by the shirt, runs her to the car, and the pimp comes running after her. So the girl gets in the car, the pimp reaches in the car to pull the girl out. Ladies, what would you do? She screamed, what else would you do? She 
Yes, thank you. She jumped on his back and started beating on him and screaming and yelling. And the preacher came over, grabbed the guy by the ankle, body slammed him, and three Christian guys came and laid on top of him. And they took her to our safe house in Missouri. How many can say huh? amen? Amen. Real Christians, amen. Amen. The point is this. We're already doing something in Honduras, but we can do more. You can do more. You can serve more. But many times we say, I am maxed out. So don't drink Maxwell coffee. <laughs> That's not funny. Uh, anyway, there's, a, there's an ethnic group in America that one in five girls die or disappear by 18. In America. And a guy said that, and I'm like, ah, I don't know if I believe that, so I think he's exaggerating. So I talked to a guy that's a Messianic Jew who works in that ethnic group out of Kansas City. He said, what do you think, Tove, about the one in five? He said, it's not true. I said, I didn't think so. He said, it's two in five. I don't know about that, so I call him a liar. But I uh, talked to a guy in that ethnic group. I said, Justin, what do you think about this one in five stuff? He said, I don't know. One of my best friends disappeared in high school. We never found her. One of my other friends just disappeared two weeks ago. Yeah, she's probably dead. One in five. That sounds about right. And guess what ethnic group that is? It's Native Americans. Now, you don't have probably a lot of Native American tribes in Illinois. There's probably no reservations here. But from Minnesota, Wisconsin, the Dakotas, Nebraska, Oklahoma, they're all over the place. One in five. And I shared that statement in Iowa at a church, and the pastor's sister, who's born on the res, she's Native American, said, and the government does nothing. And it's true, because they're just Native Americans. Who's going to do something? Well, then God begins to bother me, and I begin to ignore him. I know you've never done that. Help, the, help them. I'm kind of busy, Lord. Our budget last year in Honduras is $1.1 million. <laughs> we have 105 employees, have 90 kids. We're building one of the top firms in Central America. It's expensive. Our safe houses cost us about a half a million a year. And my wife and I just had? Yes. Esther, very good. We, yes, that's what her name means. We raised 180 children, and at 55, God had, her, had my wife have her first baby. Amen. So the, not, not adoption. This is a natural baby, okay? So they used to call Sarah and Abraham, but now they call Sarah and Abraham. Because we got stamina. Pastor asked me, how'd you sleep last night? I slept like a baby. I woke up every two hours crying. I want to sleep like a teenager until 12 o'clock in the afternoon. I have to give him go to the bathroom five times. <laughs> well, let's stay focused here. Anyways, um, the point is this, is that God was stretching me, and I was ignoring him. I was like Jonah. I have a whale of a story. He'd, he'd bother me, and I'd just sing a little louder. You can help me. No, I'm busy. Talk to somebody else. So I'm, out, I'm getting ready to fly uh, back in April, and you still had to wear a mask on the plane. Not to kick you out. Paul was on the road to Damascus. Amen. So, yeah. <laughs> you, you guys are very entertaining. Uh, anyway, and so I'm sitting next to a guy at the airport in Minneapolis early in the morning. I asked him, are you Native American? <laughs> you don't ask that question. Stranger. I said, well, I've never seen him again anyways. You won't recognize me. I have a mascot. <laughs> anyway, I said, where are you from? He said, Maine. I said, I don't know why I'm telling this, but I feel like I'm supposed to um, build a safe house next to an Indian reservation. I said, have you ever heard of the Red Lake Indian Reservation in northern Minnesota? He said, that's my tribe. Ooh, now God's got me. Let's talk. 
So I decided to help God out. I said, why don't you call Kenneth Copeland? He's got a plane. He's rich. Uh, Joel Osteen, he's rich. And all the Brook churches, they're rich. And why, why are you asking me? Here's what the Lord told me. Ready? Don't get a big head. You're not my first choice. <laughs> You're actually about number 24. Okay. <laughs> but turned down 23 times. What are you going to say? <laughs> sure. But, you know, I need finances. And so how many of you ever heard of Candace Owens? So she has a movie out, and so in the movie, she has a guy named Charles Karuku, and in her movie, and he's now my partner, and we're getting ready to build in northern Minnesota as soon as the snow melts, probably in August. <laughs> Amen. It's going to cost about a half a million dollars. We don't even have more than a hundred, but we're going to do it by faith. Say by faith. by faith. God wants to use you by faith. Say by faith. By faith. Use your gifts by faith, and he will stretch you. How many can say Amen. To do something maybe you don't want to do. How many here can still touch your toes? So can I. If not, call a tow truck. Amen. All right, this is good stuff here. All right, stop and pray for somebody. Um, let's pray for uh, that man kind of sitting like this at the phone. How about you? Stand up here. And I want three to five people to come stand by him. Stand by him. Let's pray for him. Are you ready, buddy? Absolutely. Time to take it to the next level, my friend. It's time to move up. Kind of like the Jeffersons back in the 70s. I got to pray you moving on up to, the, to do more in the kingdom than he's ever done before. Teaching, training, helping people, and also showing humanitarian things. This church, I believe one day will feed more people than the government does. Wouldn't that be interesting in Jesus' name? I pray for a heart that will cry out of compassion and yet be manly enough to solve the problems in Jesus' name. So, God, I pray for new ideas, new abilities, new strength, new energy, new opportunities to bring the love of God. I pray wherever he goes, he's going to start fires. And the smoky bear is not going to be happy with you. Be, some people put out fires. You're going to start them, but there will be fires of the Spirit, loving people, caring for people, and bringing the power of God in their life. I pray, God, when he wakes up in the morning, he'll say, Here am I. Send and use me. Amen. Amen. Give him a hand in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, let's talk about different gifts. Different gifts. Look at verse number 6. We have different gifts. Write this down. It's a gift. As someone said earlier, it's not an earning. It's a gift. According to the grace, say grace. grace. It goes on to say grace. Given, say given. given. So let's say the three G words, gifts. So repeat after me. Gifts, grace, given. Let's try it again. Gifts, grace, given. Faster. Gifts, grace, given. Faster. Gifts, grace, given. Faster. Give, give, give. It's a gift. That's why you can't take... Ownership, but I'm better than people. It's a gift. It's by His grace. How many here at one time you were a non-Christian? Before you were a Christian. I was a PK growing up. I was a pagan's kid. Anyway. And God uses you and me because it's a gift and it's grace and it's given. How many here have done things wrong in the past? How many have embarrassed yourself at least once? I was going on a mission trip one time in South Dakota. Somebody's going under the speed limit, which I think is a sin. Amen. Amen. Un unbelievable. There's a van and six vehicles going under the speed limit. In South Dakota, you can see for 30 miles. The spirit of NASCAR hit me. I'm going to pass six vehicles at one time. It's a good feeling. My wife gave me the nod. The horse, I could hear the horsepower going, wee. Then I got a really bad habit. I look at people when I pass them. I know I shouldn't judge him. I don't judge people. Mr. wearing a mask in the middle of a cornfield by themselves in a car. 
Then I have to admit I do judge them. No offense. If that's you, we love you. Sorry, offended two people. Okay. Anyway, and so I look at the guy. He's kind of an older guy. You know, it's okay. Older people can go slow. God said, you're older. I said, no, I know, but I, I'm a NASCAR grandpa. And daddy too. Anyway, so I, I passed the vehicle. Next person I passed, I look at them. I know them. <laughs> What's the odds of passing somebody on a highway in a different state you know? I passed the next person. Person, I know them too. And the next one, and the next one, when I passed the church van going on the same mission trip, I knew I made a mistake. <laughs> when I got to my destination, I began to sing the hokey pokey because it turned my life around. So let's talk about grace. All grace, say grace. So gift number one, write this down. Maybe you have the gift of prophesying. The word prophecy comes with the word nabi, N-A-B-B-I. means bubbling up, kind of like the Lawrence Welk show. Get filled with the Spirit and bubble up and give a word for people. Give an encouraging word. One word can change your life forever. So I probably had three people come up to me uh, here before the service and say, you prophesied over me, and it came to pass. Now I want another helping. I'm going to say hallelujah. And God wants to use you. He used a donkey once. He hallelujah. And he can use you. Amen. To prophesy, to give a word in season. A guy came to my meeting last year, and I said, I, I see you in a private plane. People go on private planes. About 12 people, passenger, yep, with a king. How many kings are there on the planet? Literal kings. Eight, 12, 10, maybe, something like that. And a day later, he's in Saudi Arabia. He gets woken up at night, get dressed. He gets in a private plane with the crown prince of Saudi Arabia. And the prophecy came to pass. His goal is to bring the gospel to Saudi Arabia. His friends are Mike Pompeo, okay? A very high up person. The point is that God wants to speak to you and through you. And he can use you. I've seen some of the most accurate prophetic people have been saved for under a year. The easiest group to, to teach to prophesy, who do you think they are? Women, men, or kids? Who's the easiest? Kids. Who's the second easiest? Women. Who's the hardest? Guys. Because we analyze until we're paralyzed. But it's a gift, and God can use you. So be open. The Bible says this in the Southern Translation, and y'all can prophesy. It says in King James, and ye all. Some people think that's some Korean guy or some Chinese guy, ye. It's y'all. Uh, did, did you hear that my wife discovered the first person that caused the virus in China? It's a guy named Ah Chu. So y'all can prophesy. So take out your pen and paper, write down prophecy. One to five. Five, you're, you're, you're prophesying. And one is, uh, you don't do it very often. And zero might be, you've never done it. But I see this church training people to prophesy. Amen? I see people lined up. Someday, doing crusades, there might be a thousand people. One person can't prophesy over a thousand people. But you can prophesy. So, is that your gift? If not, it's okay. There's more than one gift. And let's look at them. It says this. If, if it's serving, so number two, anybody can serve. So no matter who you are, you can serve. I came home one day. My wife says, I like your muscles. Which one? I like your leg muscles the best. Will you go downstairs and get me some water? <laughs> She's a tricky chick, I tell you that right now. How can I serve you? What can I do for you? No matter how spiritual you are, you can serve. Amen. Amen. When's the last time you came up to your pastor? I said, pastor, or his bride, what can I do for you? Can you imagine if everybody did that this week? After he overcomes a heart attack. I mean, you don't believe that stuff here. Um, but, wow, uh, we can all serve. I can't hear you. 
Sometimes God will have you serve in a way you don't want to be, you want to serve. I was at a pastor's house many years ago, and um, I think him and his wife were having a fight. <laughs> no, they were. I walked in, kind of quiet. Nobody says hi, sit down, and kind of awkward. <laughs> and uh, uh, the little boy comes in, I'm not kidding you, and vomits on the floor. <laughs> and I watched him argue for five minutes. Who's going to clean it up? I finally said, I'll do it. And they let me. How many women here, this is a true story, would let a guest preacher come and clean up your kid's vomit? Oh, there's at least one in here saying, like, well, I, don't, I didn't ask guys. I know guys say, yeah, go ahead, dude, if you want to do it, man. No, no problem, bro. Right? Right? And so we need to be servants. For some of you, it's out of your comfort zone. Then meet the comforter and talk to us. Well, I don't, I don't have any gifts. A pastor can always find gifts for you <laughs> to do. Right? Amen? God can use you. Amen. I'm telling you, this church is going to grow, and they're going to need more people that want to help serve. Amen? You've got gifts. Remember that? Is God using you? Are you willing to be used in your gift? Because if you're faithful of little, you're going to get more. How many can say amen? So what gift does God want you to use in? Well, uh, next to the pastor, who gets attacked the most in the church? It's his awesome wife. So we're going to have you come forward. I want everybody to stand out of respect for the woman of God, and uh, three to five people come stand by her and and um, three to five ladies, put a hand on her, stretch forth your hands, and here we go. She is an amazing person. She needs to write a book also. Oh, I'm going to write it on. Exactly right. I, I don't read minds, but I'm doing pretty good tonight. Uh, today. But write a book on how to be a pastor's wife. I, I, I think they're out there. There might be one or two. How about have a pastor's wife conference? How about teach women to do what you know how to do? She serves. She's got a good attitude. When he gets attacked, she gets attacked. And who do you call anyways to pray for you? You can't call up ladies and say, oh, by the way, blah, blah, blah. You can, you should. But God, a lot of times there's a lonely battle, but she is tough, she is strong, she is anointed and appointed in Jesus' name. There's a day coming, your husband is going to be traveling around the world. You can't go because there's stuff you need to do, but you're going to be preaching too, whether it's here, some other church you're starting, but she can speak. Well, I'm better just being behind the scenes. I get that, but you're gifted too. And I see her speaking one day, and sometimes I have to say, you need to cut, you need to stop. Because the anointing's going to hit you, you're not going to want to stop. Because it's powerful and it's joyful in Jesus' name. She is an, a, just an incredible godly example of what a woman of God should be. You need to do some teachings on that in Jesus' name and inspire these women. Because some of these women will be preachers' wives. Some of these women will be preachers. And they're going to come out of this church, and you are their role model in Jesus' name. Give her a hand. Amen. Amen. Give me seated. I was at a meeting one time. They had more apple fritters and people. <laughs> I ate three of them. <laughs> now I'm a role model. <laughs> Not that funny. Okay. You can serve. Teaching. Write down the word teaching. Oh, three people repeated. Okay. Teaching. Well, I don't want to teach. You do teach. Your life teaches. People are looking at you. People are watching you. You're teaching by your lifestyle. But everybody can have something to teach on. I mean, you got a job, right? Don't you know how to do your job? You got kids, right? We raise kids. They're called goats. It's a bad joke. But what can you teach? So write this down. If you want to earn more, you got to learn more. You can teach. You can talk to people. You can train people. 
You know, if you're working with your hands, that's great until you're about in your 50s. Except for maybe this church, you maybe need to adjust and learn how to teach, be a supervisor, equip people, train people. Right? God wants to use every one of us to be a teacher. You are the best teacher your kids will ever see. Are you that example? If your kids turned out just like you, would that be good? Mine would be. They'd be helping uh, cities around the country, you know, pay for their bills because of the speeding tickets. There's one town called Cedar Rapids. You ever heard of it? I give them a donation every time I drive through. Those cameras get me. Every I know they're there. I just can't drive the speed limit. You ever follow him? That's fun. I thought it was NASCAR. Like, okay, man, get her done, bro. Come on, get that car moving. It was awesome. It was a good feeling. I had a pastor say to me one time, he's got this week, he's got a charger from San Diego. But he says, um, hey, how fast do you like to go? I said, as fast as you want. Okay. He went a buck ten on the way to church. It was fun. <laughs> Anyways, let's get back to the Bible. Um, I mean, the, uh, the, what I'm talking about. You can teach. So take out your pen and paper. Write down one to three areas you can teach on. This guy likes to talk about agriculture. I talked about it for two seconds. He went on for 22 uh, seconds. Right? But there's something you can teach on. Moms can teach on being a mom. One of the best moms here is Right there, that woman right there in the blue. She's a great mom. Amen. And her daughter can teach you how to milk cows. How's it going? I'm milking cows. Amen. I had a friend of mine milk cows. He got addicted to it. He was a milkaholic. It's good stuff, friends. Write this down. Amen. Uh, I tell, I have 4,500 hens. I tell a lot of yolks. Back to the point. All right. You can teach. Amen. Kids need to see their parents be good teachers. So what can you teach? And people are watching us. So write that down on a scale of one to five, five being high, one being high. Eh, you're not that good at it yet, but you can teach. Another gift needed in the church and the kingdom is this. It's encouragement. Say encouragement. I mean, I, I love, pastor gives such a great introduction. It's encouraging. How many have been around people that are not encouraging? This was someone two weeks ago, like, here's what I don't like. I don't like your corny jokes. I said, well, there's a kernel of truth in them. <laughs> Not the time to say that. She said, you're, like, way too political. I said, really? You're kidding. Hard to believe that. Right? And, and on and on and on. Not one good thing I do. Not helping orphans, rescuing girls from sex trafficking. Not feeding people. Not one. I just don't like your style. I said, okay. You don't like the style. I'm okay with that. And um, discouraging. Are you an encourager? Do you build people up? Do you, compliment, do you compliment your own spouse? I know you two do. You're so in love. I'm in love with the girl. It's kind of it's irritating when you're around. You've been around like, like, okay, okay, I know you just got married. All right. Maybe stay home for another six months. But whatever. I love in love. Amen. It's embarrassing. But anyways. Um, man, amen, right? Are you an encourager? Do you build people up? You know, some people just, well, I want to be honest with you. Oh, great, here it comes. How about be dishonest with me and tell me a lie that makes me feel good, right? Right? Can you take a compliment? I'm talking about ladies here. <laughs> this is good. Some men said, honey, you're beautiful. No, I'm not. You know, that's kind of a slam to the husband if you don't think you're beautiful. It means he married an ugly chick because he's ugly, right? <laughs> Hello, right? And how many moms have girls, daughters? 
Are your daughters beautiful? Who do they take after? Hopefully not the husband. The most beautiful, beautiful bearded girl I've ever seen. <laughs> you can get a job at the circus, okay? Right? How, how many men have a son? Can you imagine if your son say, yeah, I'm a, I'm a humble man. I'm a moron like my father. <laughs> That's not a compliment, right? If you cut yourself down, that doesn't give glory to God. Yeah, I'm just a loser. I'm stupid. I'm ugly. I'm whatever you call yourself. That doesn't give glory to God. That's what I learned from my wife. She taught me to like myself. Because I've been in the ministry for a long time. <laughs> uh, I, how many have been burnt by people? I've been burnt so many times, I'm a burnt offering. <laughs> and she taught me to like yourself. That makes a big difference. It's called confidence. Say confidence. Do you like yourself? Are you encouraged by people? So take out your pen and paper right down. Who's the most encouraging people you know? Pick a family member and pick a friend. They're encouraging. They build you up. Oh, it's flattery. Flattery is when you want something from the person. They build you up because they love you. And they like you. Amen. I want pastor say, Brother Tom, I have a problem with your ministry. And I said, join the club. What's yours? He said, you pray over my people. And you say all these good things about my people in the church. And I know my people. They're not that good. <laughs> Thank you, Reverend. Here's a word for you. Sabbatical. Long one. Start today. What is wrong with people? I had a minister say to me, I love the ministry, it's the people I don't like. Well, then get a job that doesn't like people, like the IRS. <laughs> I are Satan. <laughs> We're here to help you, I'd rather die. Okay, anyway. <laughs> but we need to be encouraging, say encouraging. encouraging. So I was driving through Illinois, have you ever been there? Oh, yeah, and I forgot where I'm at. And I was driving through cornfields, I was driving a little bit above the speed limit, it's true, 72 and a 55. But it's in the middle of the country, Sure enough, car pulls behind me, 10 o'clock at night. I know who it is. So I slow down. It's very hard to go to the speed limit. Here come the Christmas lights. So I pulled over, and I'm ready. Comes to my window. Hi, officer. How you doing this fine evening? I know you're doing your job. I'm a preacher. I just got done preaching. I raise money for orphans and fight sex trafficking. And um, sorry, I was going a little bit too fast. And uh, uh, I said, sir, can I have your license? Yes. And by the way, can I give you a newsletter? So I gave him my newsletter. And he walked away, and I started praying. No ticket, no ticket, no ticket. I deserve it, I know. No ticket, grace, 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 grace. I deserve it. No ticket, no ticket. He's going to come out of the orphanage money. I don't want to pay that money. Amen. He comes back, gives me my license. Says, sir, I'm a Christian. I can't imagine giving you a ticket for trying to help orphans. So thank you, officer. So, you know. I said, oh, excuse me, before you go, I'd like to give you something. What? I gave him an offering envelope to make a donation. Why not? Right, Bob? I believe in that guy. He never gave me an offering, but I didn't get a ticket. I counted that as an offering. <laughs> the point is this. Encourage people. So here's what we're going to do. We're take 30 seconds. Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, here's what I like about you. Hurry up. You only got 30 seconds. Go. Some of you are not participating. This is depressing. Here's what I like about you. Don't like about the, you don't like the person next to you? Here's what I like about you. Now, you two are, you two couples there in that one. You're sick, okay? No kissing in the church. We're not Song of Solomon. Okay, that's enough. Stop, stop. Now, 
Have you noticed that people actually start smiling when you say something good? They're like, here's what I don't like about you. Well, God bless you, sir. <laughs> Hope you don't trip on when you walk out of the church, all right? Speak life into people. Encourage people. Encourage your children. Amen. How many think a little baby, Esther Raina, which means queen, she's being very encouraged. She's loved and cared for and blah, blah, blah. You know, she's going to turn out great because she's got that environment. Well, we need to have that environment in the church. How many appreciate the worship team? Amen. Bro, I'm, I've told you before, you've not listened. Get a CD. I'm not talking about at First Republic Bank either. Now, if you come to Honduras, you don't need a visa. You just need American Express. Okay, we're almost done. Okay, a couple of things. So are you an encourager? Giving, say giving. Oh, don't want to talk about that. I was raised a certain denomination. I'm not going to tell you which one. One time I gave a penny. And somebody told me I was a penny costal. So I bumped it. The guy in the red shirt, man, thank you for smiling, man. It touches my heart. Don't gumby me. Anyway, and so then I gave a dollar, and someone said, you're an idolater. So write that down. Live to give. There's a church in Madison called City Church. Have you heard of it or not? You've heard of City Church? Tom Flaherty. And um, years ago, I, I've been knowing Tom for 25 years. In fact, he came to Honduras back in March and uh, preached at the church that somebody helped us build. Oh, that was you guys. Right? It's done. Anyway, um, I, I said, Tom, I'm going to start an orphanage. He says, don't use starting an orphanage to get rich. Well, how do you get rich helping orphans? I didn't know Proverbs 19.17 or the scripture that you shared, Proverbs 10.24 and 25. And Proverbs 19.17 says, he that gives to the poor lends to God and God pays. Who's the banker? No. Try it again. Say it. I'm the banker. You're the banker. Beloved church is the banker. When you give to the poor, you lend to God. He pays you. And so I said to Tom uh, at that church, I said, Brother Tom, what if I give God 90%? Do you think he'll be okay with me? No, not 10%, 90%. He said, I think so. And we owed $680,000 on properties. I said, God, if you help me pay this off, I put my hand on the Bible, I will give you 90% of my money. And eight months later, it was paid. And now my accountant said, 2021, we gave away, as my accountant said, 99.2% of our money. That's why we're able to go forward because we're not, you know, sucking in all ourselves. We don't just preach on giving. We live to give. Amen? So and I don't need your money to live. I just need your money to help people. How many can say amen? Amen? So I want to encourage you. Who do you know that loves to give and learn from them? Are you a giver? Or as the offering comes like, ooh, I hate this part. No, you should want to help people. How many can say amen? So write this down. It's not the job of the government to help people. It's the job of the church. And so we project in three years we'll be feeding, what's the population of Lena? 3,000. We project we'll be feeding 10,000 people a day protein, fruit, and a vegetable from our own farm. That's an orphanage because we live to give. And I'm sure you do too. And if not, that should be your gift. Everyone should want to want to give and help people say amen. Amen? All right. A couple more things. We'll have to wrap it up. Before we get any, get any further, can we give Pastor Steve a hand for being my friend? Amen. <clears throat> have you ever eaten his breakfast? 
Unbelievable. It's yummy. Thank you, brother. He does the egg thing and puts it in the air and goes like that. And... <laughs> Amazing. I'm not exaggerating either. Some of my chickens wanted to play basketball. We said, no, you might foul out. We're almost done, friends. We're almost done. Okay. Your gift. Tough crowd. Um, lead. Say lead. lead. Are you a leader? You can't work in the metric system unless you're a leader. And God is looking for people to lead, to rise up. See, I believe it's not the job of the lost to lead because they're lost. It's the job of the church. So write this down real quick. There are seven mountains, seven spheres of influence. I know you've heard this before. Let me just repeat them in case you haven't taken notes. Seven spheres of influence. There is the government. There is economics. There is education. There is arts and sports. There is the media, five. Six, there's the family. And seven, there's religion to the church. I believe it's the job of the, the, the God's people to lead in all seven areas. The problem is most of God's people just are praying for the rapture. It's so horrible. Aren't you glad we're in the last days? Oh, not really. <laughs> I don't want to see people suffer. I can't hear you. They don't know Jesus, right? I believe this. Thy kingdom, Come. thy will be done. on as it is in heaven. So it's ever in heaven. should be where? Heaven. Right here. So when you come, you guys need, when you guys go on the mission trip again, Craig, when is that? What are the dates? June. When you come and you need to come, well, I'm too old. It's okay. Delta will take your money. Right? Don't, but don't fly evil spirit airlines. I know they're cheap. There's a reason. Anyway, but I encourage you to come. You'll come and you'll look at the orphanage and it's not like an orphanage you imagine. Those poor kids. No. The minute they walk through those iron gates, throw away your clothes, brand new clothes. Here's the doctor. Here's the psychologist. Here's the dentist. Here's your brand new bed. Here's your pillow. Hey, you get three meals a day. You have all the sports you can imagine. And if you behave yourself, we'll send you to college because we have uh, eight people in college right now. And then you'll be the top 1% of your country just by coming through those doors. Right? See, we're not calling to be losers. They're calling to be champions. They're not Hittites. They're not Amorites. They're not Ammonites. They're Staminites. I mean, they're... Um, their favor rights, amen. Amen? Right? But see, people say, can we adopt them? No. We want them to stay in their country and be the leaders of Honduras. Amen. We believe that Honduras is going to be a sheep nation, not a goat nation. All right. Um, one more thing. This is it. Show mercy. Do you have any mercy? My first memory as a kid, I had a neighbor in Fairmont, Minnesota, I-90. And um, her name was Marcy. And I went to the church. I won't tell you which one. And they said three times every Sunday, Lord, have mercy. This lady was grumpy. So, God, you please take mercy. Lord, have mercy. She was negative. If we're not careful in the church, we can lose our mercy. I can't hear you. We can become judgmental. That's what that movie, Jesus the Revolution. Who's the next group? Like, maybe it's like a lady that came. I said, you know what? God wants to tell you. This is in Illinois. You're a beautiful girl. Girl. Beautiful girl. Beautiful girl. Well, a year ago, she's transitioning into a man, and she had the beard and everything, and got saved and decided to become a girl again. You know, you had the surgery or whatever, but, and she looks like a beautiful girl. Those are the types of people that might be coming someday. And then what are we going to do? Amen. So we need to stand for righteousness and holiness. Amen.
However, mercy supersedes judgment. And I can be guilty of that way too. I can't believe that's happened. But you know what? You don't know the way they were raised. You don't know the abuse they suffered. You don't know what it was like to be them. Maybe it's all their fault. Maybe they're raised in a good Christian home and they made bad choices. That, that might be true. But there's a lot of people that were raised in horrible homes. And we've got to have mercy. It's dangerous when we see people suffering and we don't care. So we're going to show you a video in here in a little bit. This people can watch the video and go, whatever. And other people cry. All depends on where you're at when it comes to mercy. It's a gift. The reason my wife and I do what we do is one reason. Mercy. Because we see these kids suffering and dying, and we want to help these kids. To be sold into trafficking and locked in a, gra in a basement for a year and rescued, I have mercy for that lady. And mercy for those kids that are dying of starvation. It's not like in America we eat too much. There they don't have enough to eat. And so I'm telling you, friends, <coughs> you should have a gift of mercy and compassion because Jesus did. Want anybody to bow your head, shut your eyes? I want to pull up that PowerPoint, Mitch. And I want to ask you a question. Are you ready to meet Jesus? Don't go to hell. Go to heaven. God is merciful. God is forgiving. God wants to forgive you, but you have to decide to, to want to be forgiven. So I'm going to give you an opportunity on the count of three to give your life to Jesus. Do you need to give your life to Jesus? If you do, on the count of three, I want you to raise your hand as high as you can and give your life to God. Do you need to give your life to God? Do you need God's forgiveness? If you do, on the count of three, I want you to raise your hand as high as you can and give your life to Jesus. Are you ready? One, two, three. Raise your hand to give your life to Jesus. Raise it up as high as you can and give your life to Jesus. Let me count the hands. We've got one, two, three, four, five hands. Amen. Put your hands down. Put them on your heart. Everybody pray this prayer. Everybody pray this prayer. Say, Jesus, save me. Forgive me. Come in my heart. Wash away my sins. I believe in Jesus. Jesus is Lord. He died for me. He rose from the dead, and he's coming back. Thank you, Jesus, for eternal life by faith. Let's give the Lord a hand. Amen and amen and amen. Thank you so much for sharing this time with us as we have encountered Jesus Christ through the ministry of his life-changing word. If you would like to learn more about Steve Castle Ministries and Beloved Church, you can go online to stevecastle.com or belovedchurchillinois.com. You can also contact us at 815-990-0367. Always remember that you are a part of the beloved family of God, and Beloved Church is the place where you are greatly loved. Now please open your heart to receive as Pastor Steve proclaims the blessing of the Father over your life. I pray, I declare that above all things that you allow the finished work of the cross to bring prosperity into your finances and also divine health prospering your body and all of these things are going to affect you in a supernatural way as you allow your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions and your personality to be perfected in prosperity that the Father desires for you to have. We love you and we cannot wait to see and be with you again soon. Goodbye, beloved.